Hi, I'm Lila. And I'm Freya. And welcome to our show, 2K. Hey, what about me? My name's Maeve and I'm four. Sorry, Maeve. It's been a difficult time for every during COVID-19 lockdown. But we wanted to show you how you can safely explore your 2K limit and still have fun. Over the four episodes, we travel on foot, by bike, and even on a boat. From right outside your door to a little further beyond, we show you how the only limit is your imagination. In this week's show, we're going to go 2K East and discover how important wildflowers are, learn about bees, and make a homemade walkie-talkie. To start off, I caught up with my cousin Daisy, who lives in Australia, to find out what the lockdown has been like for her. Hi Daisy. So so what's lockdown like over there? Are you still in school? Um, we're not in school, but in two weeks um, we are going to go to school for one day a week. And they sort it out by alphabetical order, and um, then we're just going to work online for most of it. Are much shops open? Um, no, a little ones um, aren't really open, but most ones like Coles and Woolies and places like that are open, like big um, shopping centres, but not really small ones. So what are you doing at home? Um, we've been watching movies, we've gone cycling, we've gone on a lot of bushwalks and um, touring and not much else really. Did you see any an- good animals on the bushwalks? What did you see? Um, we haven't seen any animals, just like some insects. I have no idea what they are, just some like bugs and stuff. Are are you enjoying being off from school or? It can get a bit boring, but it's actually quite nice and relaxing going like bushwalks and like like you get a lot more family time and yeah, it's just quite calm sometimes, but sometimes it gets really, really boring. Our little sister Maeve misses her friends during this lockdown, and we had an idea to help her talk to them. We decided to make a homemade walkie-talkie with cans and string. That way, Maeve could talk to Shauna from a safe distance. My sister Maeve, she really misses her friend Shauna, so we thought, why not try and get them to be able to communicate, but safely and I remember a project we did in school my teacher Miss Conroy taught me it was very fun she got um two tin cans she put a hole in them and we were paired up in partners she got some twine she put it through the hole she threaded it through the hole she tied the hole and then the longer the string the farther the sound can travel so basically you talk into the can and the sound travels through the other end on the string to the other end and the other person listens. Let's get going. Okay, grab the string now. We're gonna cut a piece of string and tie a knot in the end of the string so it doesn't slip out the hole. The longer the string, the farther you can talk. 
is this for me to talk to Shauna? It is. So, Maeve, what are you going to say to Shauna? I do not know. I'm going to talk first, and remember, it has to be straight, otherwise it won't work. Go ahead, Lala. I can hear her. I can hear her. It's working. We decided to go on a wildflower walk. Someone once told me, there is no such thing as a weed, just flowers or plants in the wrong place. Lots of the flowers that grow wild are really, really important for the environment. And they're all around us. We just don't notice them. This is called a Herb Robbers. I like it for its colour, but as my mum said, it has a very nice, really strong smell. It's from the geranium family. I can't really describe the smell. At first I thought it smelled a bit like vinegar, but as you start to smell it more, it's got more of a sweet smell to it a bit like shampoo it smells very nice it's i'm going to add this is one of my favorite flowers these are all just growing along the roadside and once again you would not see these if you just went by in a car so it's nice to stop off and as i said before take the time to get to know your surroundings there's we don't know all these names of the flowers, so there's a website called Irish Wildflowers, and it identifies the ones we can't, don't know. This one looks very nice. Oh, I didn't get the flower, I got the leaf. Oh god, the leaf smells a lot like blackcurrant. It's called, here, let's check it up. Um, called a flowering currant. No wonder it smells like blackcurrant. Um, are they daisies or that? I think they're dandelions. They are dandelions. These are daisies, and you can make um, a necklace or a bracelet with them. We just found a pheasant feather here. It look does it looks not real at all, but um, it is real. Well, me and my mom found it one day, and we placed it right there. And now we finally found it again, and it is a pheasant feather, as Lila pronounced. There are lots of wild primrose and violas. The violas look a bit like butterflies, I suppose. They look a bit like butterflies. They look a bit like bluebells, if you've ever seen bluebells. Um, they're purpley blue flowers. I can't really see the stem, but... They look a bit like butterflies, and that's really all I can say. And in yep. between, there are some wild strawberries, and I didn't even know you could get wild strawberries. You and there are lots of different types of ferns. You can get wild strawberries, and I discovered this already. Fairies eat the wild strawberries. No. That's what they use for their parties and picnics. Our school, St. Joseph's in Ballon Robe, recently planted a native woodland. So, we decided to get in touch with Winter Nave, who runs the Green School Committee, and ask her all about the importance of wildflowers in native trees. Hi, Winter Nave. We went on a wildflower walk and we were wondering why are wildflowers so important? Ah, uh, Lila, that's a very interesting question. 
And this is just the time of year where the answer flies all around, buzzes with her little wings and lets us know that she's out collecting pollen and that's our local bee. Now there's lots of other pollinators and they're like birds and insects and ladybirds and they all go around looking for delicious, yummy nectar. And while they're doing that, they collect some pollen on their bums, which then they shake onto another flower. And our wildflowers facilitate all our buzzy bees getting what they need to survive. And they, in turn, help us disperse all of the pollen of the different wildflowers so that they can procreate and also that our world can survive. I saw the Green School. I heard that the Green School are doing a woodland project. What, it, what are they going to do? Oh, Freya. We are doing a woodland project and it's very exciting because not only are we going to learn about all the native trees that we have in Ireland, and there are many, many trees, but also we're going to be planting these trees and we're going to be doing it in a kind of calendar. Now, for the own part of it, because it's a calendar, it's called the own calendar and it's like a list of trees. And this goes back to, oh, pre-Celts, very, very far back where they used to make different lists of things and all the bards had poets and the poets had to go off for seven years to learn about all these different own lists so that they could go around and tell the people in the different communities what were the best pigs to have, what were the most local types of trees. It could be a list of anything, but it was always about the local community. And then sometimes... They wrote it down on different sounding stones, which we call ohm stones. And on them, there is a line with some scars, and these represent different letters, which we also learn about from our new woodland project. Do you think that we help the environment with our own woodland? That's a really smart way to help the environment. Thanks, Moonshineev. Now, as you know, our Green Skill Committee are very, very busy working on our project at the moment, and... They would be delighted if you could do a little job for us. Would you be available, Freya and Lila, to possibly go out planting some wildflowers in our own woodland? Sure, sure. That would be great. We had an important job to do, so off we went. But it's important to point out that Eve left a seed for us in the polytunnel and wore gloves, as we did too, so we're making sure that everyone was safe. Maybe are you going to help us? Of course! Let's get planting. The first thing to do is loosen the soil with a fork. Now now we've created little holes we can sprinkle the seeds in and it will give us enough, enough room without us needing to dig holes separately into it. It's quite easy this way and it'll give them enough room for their roots to be okay and spread out. I'm wondering what all these different wildflowers seeds will be and what they'll grow up to be. Anyway, let's go. You have to stamp on them. I know that may sound odd, but it actually gives them a better chance. I'm sprinkling seeds and we have to stamp on them. 
So next we want to see my friend Shaw and talk to her through our walkie-talkie. But I got a bit shy, so it didn't really work properly. Lila ended up saying up Dublin, which she shouldn't say because we live in Mayo. But Sean said up Mayo back. So that evened it up, I suppose. <laughs> up Dublin. I know, but I couldn't resist it. While we were in Shauna's garden, we told her dad, Mike, about our wildflower walk, and he told us that he keeps bees. In fact, his family has been keeping them for years, so he was able to tell us how important wildflowers are for bees and for us. He told us that a disease is killing all the bees, so we needed more beekeepers to treat them. As always, we use a tree meter long cable and a microphone to keep social distancing while we're interviewing Mike. So hi Mike, what, what, why are bees so important? They're important to the environment for the pollination of plants. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't have food. Is it true that bees are like dying off because they're some sort of disease? They have to be managed, managed a bit better now, we've, we have to treat them. They're, I think, a sprays and just the decline in natural land and agriculture is, uh, there's a lot more agriculture going on now and I suppose the natural briars and bushes are gone from them, the foraging. Some people get involved in bees, it's a lot of people doing it now. When you're, when you're beekeeping, you, at the start of the year, like this time of the year now, we'd have queens in the hive or young queens that come out, like one queen in every hive. And I'd clip her wing, mark her, find her, so I know what's going on in the hive and later in the year. Because if she decides to go, um, she'd bring a lot of the bees with them and I'd get no honey. Without the beekeepers, the hives wouldn't survive in the wild anymore. Because with all the diseases that are going nowadays, they need to be managed. There's no wild bees now. If you see wild bees, they're after coming out of a... They're from somebody's hive because they wouldn't survive without people to treat them. Without beekeepers there wouldn't be bees. Well guys, that's all for this show. We hope you enjoyed learning about wildflowers and nature. That's on your doorstep. And don't forget, the only limit is your imagination. <laughs>